Good morning, everybody. The Lead Live is brought to you by Pint and Plow Brewing Company of Kerrville, Texas. Our good friends over at Texas Hill Country Advisors, Gilbert and Andrew. K-Pub, safe, reliable, and yours. And they're here today. Peterson Health. And our good friends over at the Kerr County Abstract and Title Company, also Shriner University, Kerbal Pets Alive, Eurotex, Kildeer Mountain Manufacturing, and State Farm Amber Thomason Insurance. Call her today for the Rogers rate. Well, good morning, everybody. It's Friday. We made it. Glad to have you here. Uh, we had a crazy day yesterday. It was so crazy that Sarah Bates uh, over at the uh, Episcopal Church decided to text me at 6.55 a.m. to say that I had a crazy day yesterday and then that uh, I forgot to put something in the newsletter this morning, which was the Kerrville Public School Foundation is having um, – having, uh, they're doing a new thing for teachers this year. Uh, and you can celebrate the teachers, and so we'll have an article about that later on. But, uh, yeah, yesterday was uh, we had Billy Bob Thornton on the show, uh, a special edition, and he's coming to Arcadia Live on April 16th. Uh, that interview was there. Then we took, a, we took a boat ride to start the day off with Delane Sigerman and Kristen Hedger, and then Ashley Phillips just showed up uh, and caused mayhem. Uh, she's now working at HCTC, but tomorrow, though, she'll be over in Lakey for the Big Springs Ranch uh, kids uh, event the the the, the, was it the headwaters of the Frio Marathon, and uh, that'll be tomorrow. I mean, this weekend is just crazy. I think I, I I keep finding events for people to go to. I had seventy nine. I was I'm probably three or four short. There's probably eighty some events uh, between now and next Sunday. Uh, today, if you're going to go over to the Museum of Western Art, take a look at their uh, stuff and uh, enjoy what they're they're doing. They've got the their uh their their skyscapes i should say um and it's like a it's a it's a vision of the heavens so if you love sort of uh thunderstorms and that kind of painting this is for you and i'm going to go check it out this afternoon shriner baseball uh has a game today at two o'clock and don't ask me who they're playing because i've forgotten already but uh they're entertaining to watch because they scored 45 runs uh in their last two games uh which must take an hours because when you score a lot of runs in baseball, it takes days and days to complete those innings. So, uh, but the Shriner is coming off that uh, 45 run two game uh, victory over Dallas University. I think they're playing Centenary today, is now, now that I'm remembering it as well from Louisiana. Uh, and there's just stuff going on and going on and going on. So this is why Kerrville is like so cool and things are going on here because we have so many events that are here. Now, here's the deal, folks. Um, yesterday they had a, a, a shooting threat over at Tyvee High School. They got on that in a hurry. They found it. The kid scrolled on the on the bathroom wall. I hate school and stuff like that. And they they took care of it. The PD showed up and no big deal. Um, I do want to show you guys right now. Mike Whitler's here uh, from from K Pub. We have a live look right now at uh, at his at his office as uh, people are celebrating uh, that Mike is out of the office. Uh, there it is. It's a live look. Uh, they're all there having a good time. 
I don't know, John, you can see that, but there, yeah, there they are. Live look. Uh, it's a complete part. I, I, your engineering guy, right? He would be the one leading this or it would be Amy Dozier. Who would be leading this effort? It's, it's engineering. It's engineering. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that right Those now. Those are great times. I used to enjoy them when I wasn't the general. Manager. There's a lot of electricity going through there. Any, any idea what that build must look like? I mean, look at all that stuff. I mean, that's yeah. crazy. Uh, all right. Uh, Mike uh, Whitler and Allison Boucher are here to talk about K-Pub. John Sawyer is in the house. Uh, John, how are you this morning? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. Uh, glad to have you here. Uh, you guys uh, um, are putting on a big show this weekend. Uh, speaking of speaking of things to do, uh, the Farm and Ranch Expo, or is it Ranch and Farm? It's Farm and Ranch, right? Yeah, Farm and Ranch it. Expo uh, is from what time to what time tomorrow? It's nine, all day. Yeah, it is. It starts at 9 a.m., doors open at 8.45 a.m., and it will go until 4 o'clock p.m. Right. Um, what do you expect for tomorrow? You already said you had about 140 um, people that were signed up for this thing, right? Yeah, we have about 140 RSVPs currently. Uh, we're doing a lot of advertising on the radio, newspaper, Facebook. So we're hoping that throughout the, the course of the day, we'll, we'll get somewhere in the neighborhood of 200 people coming through um, to see whatever presenter that, you know, that interests them the most. Or, yeah. of course, covering a lot of farm and ranch related topics. Right. Yeah. Uh, what do you, what, for you personally, what are you looking forward to, uh, to seeing? Oh, boy. I mean, honestly, every single one of our presenters offers something unique um, mm -hmm. for the farm and ranch community. I think the one that's probably going to draw most people in is going to be the discussion about fence law, mm. water rights, right. wildlife management. Um, so I, I think those ones are probably going to hit the high points. But quite honestly, there's nothing that's not going to be a value to somebody. Right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking looking forward to the event. Overall. It was interesting, like during the fires last weekend, there was quite a bit of discussion. You know, you could hear on the radio people saying the firefighters saying, yeah, he doesn't want to cut our fence down. Yeah. You know, uh, that kind of stuff, you know, just cut it down and ask for you know forgiveness later. But some of those high fences, you know, it's 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 interesting. Very expensive. Um, and yeah, because you have to do the whole like how much barbed wire is probably in Texas? That's the question. You know, <laughs> I mean, there's there's just miles and miles of barbed wire. Uh, all right, listen, here's the deal. Uh, K K Pub is here. Uh, I told Mike Whitler, we'll talk to John a little bit more about what he's got going on. But I told Mike Whitler that we would get him out of here in a, in a timely manner. That he would not be subjected to torture uh, or or problems. But I did queue up something for Mike. I, I, I wanted to share with him um, the things like the greatest movies involving electricity of all time. And I want to start off first with uh, this is this is probably one of the best movies ever made. And uh, it's it's here it is. Uh, do you know the movie? Do you know this movie, uh, uh, Mike? Uh, yeah, I, it's the meltdown of the nuclear plant. <laughs> right. Meltdown, but I can't remember. It's that. China Syndrome. Yeah, China Syndrome. Okay. All right. So that's uh, movie number number one. All right. Here we go. All right. You, are you ready for this next one? All right. Here we go. Um, this is the next movie that we're going to play. Uh, there it is. Um, this one. Let me skip ahead a little bit here. This is uh, this is another. Let me see. Let me find. Let me find a more appropriate spot here. This is uh, the movie. Oh, dang it. Here, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Look, look at this. One of the greatest movies about electricity of all time. This is Chernobyl. So there you go. All right. Here, here we go. Uh, Mike is like, okay, I'm done with you already, Amistoy. <laughs> uh, let me 
you see here. I haven't seen the second one there, Chernobyl. Oh, it's so good. All right, here we go. La- uh, number three, number three, number three. Here it is. This is uh, – any guess on this movie? Mm-hmm. There, they're tightening it up, tightening it up. The Green Mile. The Green Mile. Death by electrocution. Execution by electrocution. So there you go. There's that one. And uh, lastly, um, I got one more for you. One, actually, I got two more for you. Here you go. Look at this one. This is an unexpected electrical movie. This is not necessarily you know, all bad news, although it's used for bad. Here it is. Look at this. Terminator? Uh, that's a good guess. That's David Bowie, so he's back from the dead. Uh, this, is, uh, this is the movie called The Prestige. Yeah, and uh, Nikola Tesla is played by, or David Bowie plays Nikola Tesla. So, who is still making contributions to our society today. Um, very fascinating as well. Okay, finally. Fin- okay, I promise this is the last one. Talking about electrified movies, right? Here we go. Last movie. Breaking. <laughs> That's electric, right? All right. Mike's like, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I, I couldn't really misbehave yesterday for Billy Bob Thornton, so I thought I'd just put Mike under under the gun here and do this. <coughs> Mike, how many pancakes did you eat last week? Uh, I think it was 100. 100? Let me put the microphone closer to you. So you about 100. About 100. For sure. Uh, that's what We talked yet last week, though, and we got, into the, we got into the 50-year-old man stories. You and I shared some. We, we bonded over some mm-hmm. 50-year-old man stories. Mm-hmm. Namely colonoscopies and things like that. So we are we are, we <laughs> have reached stuff. that we have reached that that stage in our lives where we're men of a certain age. Yeah, and, and thank you for sharing this with the community. I know. I <laughs> <it>. <laughs> uh, we have purpose though for this. Allison, I asked Allison uh, because K-Pub is a generous sponsor of the lead, and we'd like to have K-Pub on here. And one of the things that's great about K-Pub is that when they say safe, reliable, and yours, I mean it, it's 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 a terrific you know, sort of nameplate for the community because we've, we haven't really had a problem. You know, when you, when you call K-Pub, you get service right off the bat. Uh, and, and Mike, I mean, how important is that to, you know, your, the credibility in your community and, and, and the brand of K-Pub? Now being responsive is, is uh, very high on our list and it really is what we can do to separate ourselves from so many utilities that the, that the public has have to deal with. Right. Yeah, so. I mean, I mean, you probably and you guys have a lobby that people probably come into and they just want to hang out and see you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's probably a big part of what you guys are all about is uh, is this that. Um, we talked a little bit the the preface for this was that last week we had two fires. Um, 160 acres down in Centerpoint and Comfort. Uh, another 125 acres in West Kerr County, which I think is outside of the K-Pub area. But it got me thinking, too. It's like, okay, it's because they, they had a moment on the radio where, like, we have down lines, we have down power lines. Um, I've covered many large fires in my career, and that's always the thing that's stunning to see is, like, fire poles that have been crushed by the fire or knocked over. You have stuff everywhere uh, that has exploded or, or fallen down. And, and, and how does K-Pub have to respond to that? That's, that's my, kind of my, you know, and prepare for that. You know, how do you, how do you protect against these high winds and other fun stuff we've had to deal with lately? Well, wildfire mitigation planning is, is really a new topic to mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Uh, the PUC, the Texas Public Utility Commission, uh, has just issued revised rules that bring municipalities in to 
uh, into requirements that require a, a wild, wildfire mitigation plan. Um, so thinking about things specifically from a wildfire point of view is, is actually new to us. Right. You provided a couple of different uh, <coughs> graphs. I'm going to pull these up here real quick that are interesting as well. Um, and this is, this is a PDF that you sent over of sort of the Texas A&M Forest Service's like these are the these are the areas that are vulnerable, right? Is that how that is that how what we're looking at? Yeah, and I, so I'm glad you brought this up and and uh, got me to look at it because really we have to do some work that that I wasn't really aware of. I was I was surprised to see that that we're right in the middle of probably the highest wildfire risk area in the state, um, and and so so we uh, we definitely have some work to do. Fortunately, a lot of things that we already do uh, along the lines of being safe and reliable uh, put us in good position uh, uh, to be in, you know, for the wildfire mi mitigation. Right. Uh, wildfire mitigation is hard to deal because you're dealing with, you know, essentially live wires uh, and it requires you to check equipment and go out and look at stuff. Is that part of this this is and this by the way shows the intensity of this this is the latest this is the one you sent this morning too where it shows k-pub sort of um i mean it's going to kind of if you see my 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 mouse on this thing if you're watching live this is k-pub service area and the, the little red dots um that's cedar exploding by the way um that's what it looks like and you can see the intensity potential intensity of that um in the service area the risk is is, is pretty pretty high in a lot of ways yeah, and, and for us, really, the so it's hard to see on that map, but mm -hmm. our service area is in the middle of the county, and uh, for uh, in our service area, the areas of highest risk are really uh, Ingram, west of Ingram, in the Hunt area, and west of Hunt. Um, and we've actually changed some operational practices, and, and in those areas, uh, we now, on, on red flag days, uh, we enable more sensitive settings on our substation breakers so that we can interrupt fat, uh, faults more quickly and, and have less arcing and less molten metal hitting the ground. Yeah, that's the um, thing, um, you know, like like one of the things that was stunning to watch was that, this is a farm and ranch thing too, was that the fire in Centerpoint got loose in um, some, some dry pasture areas. And the backfiring operation, by the way, that they did um, Centerpoint Fire doesn't mean to tell you this, but I'm going to tell you anyways. They usually have like a flamethrower that does that kind of stuff, you know. They lit it off with basically a Bic lighter, um, and that's and it and it went like that. I mean, it went up quickly, and so it shows you how dry the conditions are. And let me tell you, I had a gut feeling that cedar was ridiculous, and uh, cedar's ridiculous when it blows up. I mean, it's it's it it, it is it is a torch like you wouldn't believe. So this is a whole different ball game now. I mean, kind of for for everybody that we have to pay, pay close attention to this. And I mean, it's been just ridiculously dry for the last uh, month and a half, I would say. So, uh, but you know what? I mean, you have other things to worry about too, because the weather has played, uh, you know, a, a crushing role in your service for the last uh, year and a half. We were just talking about the other day here. That you know, we forget about the winter storm. Preceding the winter storm was the in May of 2020 was the big old uh, thunderstorms that that knocked you guys for a, for a loop in that one too. So it's been a crazy few few months. Yeah, I, 
really like to see things get back to normal, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, so. Where are we? So one of the things, though, that you you guys kind of believe in, though, that's interesting is, is in keeping rates low is you're kind of an all of the above sort of strategy as far as the, the power delivery. So you you have investments in solar and so I think maybe some wind. Is that right? What, what, what are how is how diverse is the portfolio? Uh, we have every, I guess everything but hydro and nuclear. Mm-hmm. So we have we have some coal. We have uh, quite a bit of natural gas, and then and then uh, looking forward to the future, we've we've also contracted with uh, two wind farms and and two solar projects yeah. uh, for the future. Um, not, I mean, the, and those are uh, I, they certainly have green attributes, but for us, they were uh, basically in pursuit of a low cost portfolio are yeah. some of the cheapest sources of energy that we have right because people i mean here i mean the one thing that i always marvel at is if i get a if i get a if i get a notification that my bill is a hundred dollars my wife is mad and i have to remind her it's like uh this is nothing but we paid in california you know i mean it was uncommon you know not uncommon for us to have bills of 150 200 a month but I mean, we rarely ever go over, even with the AC running or the heater running, over a hundred dollars a month. So I think that's a tribute to the fact that the prices are so are so low, and the fact that I often don't pay attention because I have the auto pay. Ding. <laughs> what's going on? With, what's going on, on the customer service side, Allison? Are we are we not going to be able to uh, live stream your childbirth ca- classes? <laughs> no, they're not even doing live ones actually right now, oh, still yeah? because of COVID. Yeah. So you do like Zoom calls with like your breathing and natural <laughs> childbirth stuff, or what? What do you do? It's going to be some type of virtual class. We it's on our list very uh, soon. <laughs> all right. And you're and you're expanding your house right now too. Yes, so uh, our bathroom. Your bathroom, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean it's like nine weeks before you go out. How what can go wrong? What can go wrong? What can go wrong? Uh, what's going on? It's the also co- the only room with a bathtub. It's fine <laughs> it's fine it's fine um let me say that uh, you you look great uh Thank how you. do you feel good yeah when is the baby due june 5th it, it's a girl right a boy a boy yes. what's the boy's name gonna be callahan ashley that's right callahan ashley okay all right got it uh what a, what a regal name <laughs> callahan <laughs> ashley boucher so a little bit of irish a little bit of french because Boucher's french right i mean yes all right and Callahan was my great 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 grandparents' last name. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Ashley sense. is Abram's middle name. That makes sense. It's interesting how people always bring their like the last name into the middle name. But what's going on in the community? I mean, there's there's one of the things I like to try to do is like if you guys do classes or do events, what what, what kind of events do you have coming up? We probably something pretty high on our radar is in June. It's going to be our Public Power Month of Giving. Mm-hmm. And that's just a, a way for our utilities um, to get out and, and do good in our community. Right. So you'll see several different activities from us. We'll do a canned food drive. Um, we'll have a collection box at Cape Pub for the entire month. We'll have a blood drive on June 23rd. We're going to partner with um, the Doyle community and do a weatherization event again mm, okay. on June 25th. Right. Several things like that. Right. How important is weatherization, you know, to the overall scheme of things? You know, when you when you look at it, what, 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 how important is that to, to, you know, ensuring your your bill or your house or what what, what role does that play? Oh, well, I mean, it's it's huge. That's what can help you save the most money is um, making sure your home is energy efficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what, uh, what's your take on that, Mike? From a, from the CEO perspective and talking to people about if they come to you and say, how can I how can I make make my house more efficient? What do you tell them? Uh, it's the simple stuff first, weather stripping, caulking, things like that mm-hmm. that are 
very small investments that can can make a big difference and pay back very quickly. Yeah. Uh, then programmable thermostat and uh, the U.S. Department of Energy's got a great website with with information about how you can help improve the uh, efficiency of your home. When um, one thing that's going to happen here shortly, believe it or not, in the next few few. In, but probably in the next six weeks is uh, Bill Blackburn will be leaving the board, right, as the mayor of, of Kerrville. What, he's been probably one of your most vocal champions. What does that mean to have the mayor uh, leaving, leaving the board? <coughs> well, we, I mean, we're certainly going to miss uh, Bill, and, and he's been a, a, a great, great member of the board and, and co contributed more than he – I think more than he realizes, mm. um, but but with each mayor, you know, you get a different perspective, and and uh, so it's always it's always good to see someone new too. Right, right. So, um, yeah, because I mean, when I think of you know, it seems like Bill advocates as much for K-Pub as he does even for the city in, in a lot of ways. And he's always complimentary of of the work that you do. Um, you know, we've talked about some of the things in the past, like updating, you know, coming out of the winter storm, some of the things that you guys are working toward and, and, and trying to achieve. Where are you at with some of those projects coming out of that uh, last year? And then surviving um, the winter storm, this latest winter storm. So the, the latest winter storm wasn't really wasn't too bad. Uh, and, and everyone really, you know, with the previous year in mind, uh, was pretty well prepared. Uh, we had we had a list of uh, 50 or 60 action items coming out of last winter and addressed the vast majority of them. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are there are some items that are will take will take more time. Uh, really, honestly, take years, and so we're still still working on those and and uh, and, and making progress. Yeah. Um, were there any, you know, through the through the, the course of the last year? I mean, I mean, this has been one thing after another. Um, ha have there been any any areas of gap that you've identified that you know you definitely really need to work on and, and are making progress on? Well, what, one thing that I'd really like to see us do is is uh, be able to uh, when we do have to have the the rolling outages or, or load shedding to be able to control it locally mm -hmm. so that we can respond to to local issues going on you know if if, if 911 having a problem or the water system's having a problem we can make adjustments in real time to where the outages are being rolled but uh to do that you know again at reasonable cost we're working on that and making progress but it, it it's something that that is complicated and right now lcra does that for us and they do a great job all um, right but they're doing it for all of Central Texas, basically, yeah. and, and so it would be nice to, to do that. And that and that kind of spills over, folks, into another area that's interesting. It's like it becomes an unfunded mandate, you know. Like so, for instance, like you talked about the water situation. Now the city's got to spend a million bucks, basically, um, to to have generators available to keep those pumps running, you know, so you don't have a uh, collapse in your water and sewer system. So it, at some point, it gets passed on to the taxpayers, unfortunately, whether they like it or not. But to have that ability on your end to make sure that that's, that's the case, that would be, that would be huge, a huge savings for us if we could get that done. What else is out there? And is, is there ever a hope, by the way, that ERCOT will publish something in English on their website that 
I mean, I'm not talking. They don't do something in Spanish because you couldn't understand it in Spanish either. Like, I tried to get on their website one day and look at what's going on, and I'm like, mm, I don't even know. I don't, and I'm usually pretty good about explaining things or trying to explain things in simple terms. I can't do it with ERCOT. Is there ever a hope of, of English coming into that uh, I'm conversation? I'm afraid that's not going to happen. They love their acronyms and, and <laughs> technical yeah. terms. So it, it, I, I can't keep up with half of, half of what, you know. Because you're not, you're not an engineer, right? I mean, you come out of, uh, what do you come, operational type stuff, right? That's your background? Well, I'm, I'm actually a degreed electrical engineer. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. And I have went back and got an MBA at Shriner. Okay. Um, so I have the background to understand what they're doing, but to really understand what they're doing, you have to be in, in there and involved with that as a full-time job and, and – uh, it's not so much. It's not so much the the, the engineer. I should I should I should I should qualify that better. What it's saying. It's not so much the engineering of it. It's 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 the market and the and the distribution stuff, right? That's that's the hard thing to understand. Like how much how much like you talk about load shedding. I mean, that was a topic a lot of us didn't really under, even understand until the winter storm. That that came into our vernacular pretty heavily. You know, yeah. when when Governor I was like, oh, we're load shedding. Like, what, what is, wait, what what did you say? What does that mean? <laughs> um, and and it's become a, a big part, but that's the that's the hard part is understanding, you know, where like the public doesn't always understand like where you get your power from, right? Because it comes from even though you have your own sources, where do you get the bulk of the power from? Which which agency? Uh, we buy most power from CPS Energy in San Antonio, and then the second biggest supplier is is NextEra. They're a large investor-owned mm-hmm. company. Yeah. So. Uh, we're jumping around here, but you had mentioned generators, and that's another thing that we're working on. We're looking into uh, offering a service. It'd probably be first our larger and more critical customers, but a service where we bring in a third-party provider to install, operate, maintain, and own a oh, generator. Really? And, and they would actually operate it in the ERCOT market to generate revenue and reduce the cost oh, of, wow. of having that thing. So it, it looks pretty promising, and we're excited about exploring that opportunity. So who would be those customers then possibly? Do you have any ideas? Like just large businesses or? Uh, the, hosp- the hospitals, uh, big customers like HEB. Yeah. Uh, the water system is high on the list. Yeah. And then, you know, governmental entities, criti- you know, critical loads first, but but uh, I think at, at, at some point it could be any any commercial customer that, that was interested in having a backup service right. basically. Yeah, we we like to, I like to jump around and keep Mike off 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 uh, off kilter all the time. But um, that's a good one to talk about though, because that was one that came out of the winter storm. Is like you know we need to have these these um, um, these generators. Is the how is the interest though when it comes to that? I mean, are people coming to you and saying, yeah, yeah, we need that right away, you know, or some kind of big battery or <laughs> something along those lines? On the on the residential side, mm-hmm. we've had. Uh, Dozens and dozens and dozens of customers install generators. So that's yeah. been, uh, uh, that's really. Do they come to you and ask you to help that with that? Because that can be a tricky one too, right? If you want to uh, install it into your panel, right? Yeah, we, uh, we, we, uh, we ask the customers to get approval from us, and they also have to work with us to uh, disconnect their service while that work is being, being done. Mm-hmm. So, so we normally approve them and, and, and inspect them before they're commissioned. Right, right. Um, yeah. On the, you know, on the other side of things, you know, where where's their interest? Um, HEB is one that actually got legislation passed at the last session 
so that they could put these things right. in. And, and so they're so interested in it. They, they went to Austin and, and, and got legislation enacted to support that. So now when HB speaks, things, people listen probably mm -hmm. down, down in oh, Austin. Yeah. Uh, Mike, if you were to build your dream house, right, um, electrically, what do, you, what do you have in that dream house? Do you, have a, do you have a whole house battery? Do you have a generator? Or do you have, like, do you just, just go off the grid completely? Or do you have maybe, like, a, a donkey powering a windmill, maybe? What do, what do you have? What do you, what, what's your dream? Oh, I'd probably be spending the money on energy efficiency things, like yeah. a geothermal heat pump or, or something like that. But uh, I'd probably get set straight by, by my better half, you know, <laughs> <laughs> because some of those things don't make sense. Right. So. You know, you, you, do you, do you, are you like an electrical geek? Is there, is there any kind of inner geekness on electricity? Oh, not really. Right. Um, I, my pastimes, I, I like playing around at the farm and yeah. hunting and fishing a little bit. Right. And, and so I, I'm not, I'm not really, uh, you're not a technology guy, really, you know, no, but, not too much. All right. I find the whole thing to be fascinating. Allison, how do you put up with this? I mean, how do you, how do you, how do you prep this guy for these, these kind of things? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. You're like, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, here's how it goes down. Yeah. She, she says, hey, Lewis has had me on the show, but he's asking this crazy stuff, and we need someone to answer the questions. And we look around, and I'm like, ah, oh, I guess it's me. I could, I could see that in your That's face. basically exactly I how that happened. I could see that in your face, by the way, when I saw you on Friday at the pancake supper. Like, I want to talk about wildfires. You're like, ah, I'm going to have to come on the show with you. Yeah, and then we text. I'm not sure if he's serious about that. I'm like, oh, he's serious. He's serious. He's serious about it. Yeah, because Allison never knows if I'm serious or not. By the way, um, if you had to deal with this kind of natural disaster, how would, what would K-Pub's response be? What would, that, what would that response look like? Would you, how would you handle that? Where, where would you position Cruz if, if this happened in real life? Well, what's it, the it, other... Well, we got King Kong. Right. You got that other. You got Godzilla. Thing. Yeah. Right. I mean, so, how do you how do you how do you help how do you help recover from this? I mean, this is this is the worst possible scenario. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, we've been through COVID, winter storm, fires. I mean, th this is what's next, right? Monster yeah. attack. <laughs> it sounds Mike about right. We need to put Godzilla. In the <laughs> yes. Yes. Can you get it done? Right. <laughs> Look at that. He's taking power lines out. I found it finally. He's taking the power lines out. What a mess. Uh, <laughs> I love Godzilla movies. All right, Mike, I'm done with you. You can go home now. You can have your weekend. Uh, anything else you need to know, though? I mean, you have a long list of things there. I mean, what else is going on? How's hiring people, by the way? Are you guys fully staffed? You should be fully staffed, right? Because you, you guys are great. We're, we're pretty close. Uh, we've got uh, excellent HR support, mm -hmm. and, and we're blessed in that we – uh, get to steal employees from other places. So. Oh, yeah, right, like <laughs> the know. city of Kerrville. Right. <laughs> oh, uh, <don't> see? <laughs> that. Oh, going to open an old wound. An old wound, right. Well, that's Amy Dozier's fault. I mean, come on now. But she's great, though. I mean, isn't she great to have around there? I keep thinking you guys she's need She's wonderful. To, you, guys, uh, you guys need to. What's amazing, though, is that the city of Kerrville actually had a deep bench that Amy helped set up, and so it was a fairly seamless move. By the way, I'm just showing more destruction because – this is Mike, you know, rating employees. But anyway, another story altogether. Um, but, you know, you guys are fully staffed then? Is that where you're at? That's a great – that's a great – because even some places just have, are having a hard time to find linemen or installers, but you guys feel pretty good at where you're at. I think we just have a couple of positions open up in engineering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have a few – we have uh, one or two vacancies in engineering, and, and we always have a position open for – 
four linemen. Uh, but but we're in good shape. All right, great job, guys. Thanks so much for uh, for joining us here on on a Friday. Mike, uh, always uh, always a pleasure to uh, put you under the pressure, put you under the microscope. And by the way, just so you feel completely better about the world, Tiny Fontaine Jenner says you are adorable. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah, all I'm right. not touching that one. All right. So. All you right. didn't Mike say it, it was ridiculous today. So everyone's adorable. So. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, though, right, is that, is that K-Pub, though, as we've said before, is safe, reliable, and it's yours. I mean, if you live in Kerrville, it, it, it is a city-owned, it is a taxpayer-owned entity. So um, they work very, very hard. And I've always been impressed by Mike's accessibility and um, his sense of humor and his uh, good, good spirit in this as well. And then Allison Boucher has got a cool dog. What do you think? Um, what do you think uh, uh, Lincoln's going to do with the, with uh, Callahan? What do you think that's going to be like? I think he's going to be in some shock. <laughs> he's going to be because he's used to being spoiled. Yes. Right. Okay. Abram is at home with him all day long, so he's used to being top dog. So we'll see. We'll see how <laughs> that goes. Be different. All right. All right, you guys. Thank you guys for being here. Appreciate it. Thank hey, you. Hey, one more thing though for you though, furball. What's going on with that? Oh yes. Yeah. Furball. Um, you didn't have enough to do already. <laughs> Karen is very persuasive. Yeah, Karen is very persuasive. I'm just disappointed, though. I really was looking forward to – this is how crazy uh, – this is the monster that Allison Boucher – oh, there you are. I see how you operate. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look at this. She just cannot be stopped, cannot be controlled. Um, how are you? How are, how are you doing? Good, good to see – get some coffee. We have free coffee, by the way, if you want some free coffee. Oh, no, 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 appointment. You know, I'm actually working. Okay, all right. All right, then get out of here. <laughs> Hi. All right, good, good to see you again. Um, <laughs> Cash, what are we going to ask him now? I'm distracted I'm by sorry, one oh. thing. One thing I do yeah. want to mention yeah. is uh, this week we received a safety award of excellence from the American Public Power oh, Association. Oh, nice. And I really want to recognize more than anyone our field employees for that. It's, it's a lot of work to, to do that. Uh, we got first in our, our group size, and this is – do you know, Allison? We've gotten this award two or three times uh, prior. So oh, that's a great really, that's a great story. Really, I think two times well. prior. Is that is it, so? That's a safety award, right? right. Yes. So no, it's no their safety of excellence. Wow. How do you how do you qualify for that? Just by not having injuries or, or things like that, or yeah, it's based on the OSHA recordable mm -hmm. uh, rate, and and so uh, for the past two years we haven't had. Yeah, right. Any, uh, we haven't had any OSHA recordables, uh, so that's first in our division. Uh, it, it's it's really a, a great accomplishment, and the safety effort at K-Pub is led by the employees. Yeah. So we have an employee safety committee that really really drives safety at the organization. Because you know that's the thing I always sort of marvel at too is that there's there's people out there who are like, um, oh, I'll be fine, you know. Uh, there's a mantra. I, I keep seeing this meme lately, you know, comparing American workers and European workers. And a European worker is like, where are we going to go to my uh, 178 days of, uh, of vacation that I'm going to take? You know, they're already planning vacation. Americans are like, I just had a double kidney uh, transplant. I'll be in office later today. You know, that kind of stuff. So we kind of work through things. But the safety culture in energy particularly is, is, is pretty well rooted in, within the employees. Do your employees feel empowered, like to say to another employee, uh, you're not being safe, you know, put on some gloves or things like that? Is that how you guys act? I, I like to think we do. We can always do better. Yeah. Um, but that, that is the type of culture that we're trying to encourage. Right. 
Yeah, because that was something that people don't realize. Like, you have a inj- guy go down, an injury, uh, they might not come back. Uh, and you lose, you got to find somebody to replace that person. And that's, that's a lot of investment in folks, too. So, great stuff. I love it. Uh, Furball, though, uh, KPA, Kerbal Pets Alive. Yes, um, it's going to be on Saturday, October 1st. So, we have a date on the calendar. It's actually going to be at the Museum of Western Art. Yeah. Um, we did a walkthrough yesterday and saw the beautiful landscape artwork you were talking about mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah. I can't wait to go see that, by the way. Uh, and, and the charity ball is in, in a few weeks. You know, yes. You're no longer the president. No. But you're still involved. <laughs> yes. And, but this thing is a monster now. I mean, yes. it, it could, you could probably get 1,000 people in there. Yeah. They, they have to sell out at around 600. Yeah. Um, but it's gonna, it sold out again, and it's going to be a great event. Yeah. I mean, I, I was going to do a, a sponsorship, and they were like, yeah, too late. Ha ha. <laughs> like, can I just give you money? No, nope, we're, we're, we're done. We're good. See you later. So I will, I will try to sneak in again like I did last time. So. All right, guys. Thanks so much for being here. Thank uh, you, Liz. It. All right. Uh, John Sawyer, uh, tell us about your event. It's coming. It's tomorrow morning at Shriner University. It is a good one to see. And uh, tell us more about what we're, we can expect tomorrow. Oh, boy. Here it is. Yeah. So <clears throat> long time in the making, a lot of hard work and effort. Uh, our team has really done a tremendous job sourcing uh, really good speakers and presenters for the event. Um, we've got a, n- a number of local farm and ranch uh, table sponsors who will be there. Um, a lot of giveaways, door prizes, those types of things. Um, so essentially, it's an all-day learning session. And virtually every hour, we have a new speaker getting up and talking about things, like I mentioned, such as wildlife biology, ranch economics, how to make your, your property income-producing, uh, water rights. We have the preeminent water rights expert of Texas, Charles Porter is going to be there. It's kind of our keynote, uh, plateau, uh, wildlife management. Um, we have an attorney coming out of Austin who specializes in, uh, land law, eminent domain, big issue in this area, uh, or potentially could be a big issue in this area has been in the past, um, fence law, you know, things like that, that are really important to land owners. And, um, so yeah, it's going to be a great event. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of hustle and bustle. Shriner university has been just absolutely amazing to work with. Shout out to Brandon Baldwin. He's handling just about everything for us and leading up to well, the He's event, a really big buff guy. He yeah. Just, he's a big dude. He can just put everything on his shoulders and absolutely. take it to And him, so. he's quiet too, yeah. which is always like very dis- disarming, you right. know, big guy who talks quiet like that. It's scary. Yeah, he is. He's very, very, very nice. Very pleasant guy too. Yeah. Um, and wine share tonight. and wine share tonight. Yeah. Uh, where, that's going to be at. Where's that going to be at? Is Same place. Shriner? Yeah. Okay. So it's going to be in the breezeway right outside the Calu Activity Center, which is 15 Acorn Loop. If you come in off a of Memorial, hang a left. It's the second building on your right. So we'll have um, the Great Trumpet is playing tonight. Oh, they're they, very they good. Played around here quite yeah. a bit, and um, you know, wine networking. Just making friends. One of the things that's interesting, though, is that, you know, you could cynically say, like, oh, well, this is just Century 21, the Hills, Realties, you know, like, this is like a, a sales pitch. But sure. it's really not. No, it's free to the public. Yeah. It's open. We've invited everybody from here to Junction, San Antonio, yeah. Mason, Doss, Uvalde. We're really trying to cover the area. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, you might we're, get we're hoping to get business out yeah. of it. I mean, you know, that's, I think, the goal for everybody when you do these types of things. But First and foremost, we want to be seen as leaders in the farm and ranch community. We want to be able to give back. You know, there are a lot of events like this um, in the area from time to time, but typically you have to pay for them. Um, And we made the decision early on that we were just going to open this up and make it free to anybody. So 
The um, one of the issues that's interesting that's coming out, uh, I think now I, I had a conversation with Andy Murs. You know, you have this property rights, you know, strong feeling of property rights here mm-hmm. in Texas, obviously. But then you also have sort of this nimbyism that's out there as well, which is interesting to watch. And so you're, I've heard there's some conflicts now with like, oh, you're going to ranch what over there? You're going to put that what over there? You're going to do what on your property next to my property? Wait yeah. a minute here. That that conflict is starting to emerge a little bit. Is there going to be anyone speaking into that, do you think? or? Well, not specifically that, no, but Mm -hmm. I I tell you, there are a couple topics that we're probably going to tackle next year, or we might do special sessions. Mm -hmm. That might be one of them. Mineral rights is a big issue, you know, obviously. But no, that that really hasn't come up, at least not in our office. We haven't seen a lot of that. Now, you know, to your point, it's funny, as Texans, you know, I think we we appreciate our independence and autonomy, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, you're like, well, you know, what are you doing? Because don't tread on me kind of a thing. Right. Yeah, I think that's natural. That's going to happen. You want to make sure your neighbors are, you know, we is, all want to. Is mineral, so if you buy a ranch, do you own the mineral rights or is somebody else under under you own it, those? It depends. It's yeah. very difficult to get mineral rights because they've been bought up by landmen over the last, you know, several centuries. Yeah. But, no, you can. You can. It's, uh, But it's difficult. Most properties do not. You do not retain mineral rights. Yeah. But I am not the expert on mineral rights, so I will defer you to call yeah. somebody in our office. Right. Yeah, uh, I remember when you uh, when when I buying a house in California, like you have no right to mineral rights. You know, right. you have like a, a hundred, like you have like twenty five feet under your you can you can yeah. burrow into. Once you get bound down to that, it's usually like Southern Pacific Railroad <laughs> own that. You know, yeah. so it's always somebody else that would, that would put that together. Yeah. If you were to sit through one session yourself, which one are you going to sit through? You think? Ooh, gosh, good question. Um, well, I think the one that I'm most fascinated by that I don't know a whole lot about is um, how to make your, your land income producing using exotics, hmm. purchasing, purchase prices, the cost to raise them, and the cost that you can, or the, the price you can uh, expect to see when you sell them. So I, I'm kind of a finance guy and okay. an economic nerd. So for me, I'm, I'm interested in that, I would say. It always interested me, like the, the number of exotics that are, I don't know if we yeah. even have an idea how many exotics are out here in this in this. Because I know there's exotics that are in my yard every morning that yeah. are chewing stuff up or laying in uh, laying in my bed of flowers. <laughs> so filthy animals. But anyway, that's another story <laughs> altogether. Um, some of the guys that you're going to be speaking at this event or folks speaking at this event will be uh, Charles Porter, uh, who is a real estate expert from St. Edwards University, uh, which is in Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, pa- Plateau Land and Wildlife Management. Uh and then we also have James Bradbury, who is a fence law yeah. specialist or land conservation. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. You would have a fence law, you know, guy specifically to talk <laughs> to things. But it's such a huge issue, right? I mean, gigantic, it's gigantic. Maureen Frank, who is a assistant professor of wildlife at Texas A&M. Uh, Johnny Arredondo, who is a wildlife biologist for Texas Parks and Wildlife. Eric White, who is with the Texas Animal Health Commission and Gary Pennington. Who did all the work to get these guys in? Um, well, it was a collaborative effort. So when we when we met, we set up committees, of course, like you do. Yeah. And we had somebody responsible for dealing with our presenters, our vendors, you know, facilities, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, Jerry French, who is one of our farm and ranch uh, agents, who's very knowledgeable, he's 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 taken the lead on making sure all the presenters are up to date on where we're at, you know, when they're arriving, making sure they're going to get there on time, making sure we collect their presentations ahead of time to make sure that it's compliant with Shriner University's firewall, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, 
but these are these are these are people that we're familiar with. Jim Bradbury is a personal friend of one of our agents. Plateau Wildlife Management has done a lot of stuff with us. I think Jerry was responsible for getting um, Johnny and Maureen. One of our farm and ranch agents is a personal friend of Gary Pennington, who's a, uh, an adjuster, a uh, really important topic for loss mitigation. So they're coming out of New Braunfels. So it was sort of a collaborative effect. Eric White is also somebody who's spoken here recently. He was uh, very up until very recently headed up the YO Ranch hmm, okay. and also has his own consulting firm on um, ranch economics. So, um, you know, very, very collaborative between our group. And so this starts tomorrow at 9 a.m. It goes till 4. Uh, it, is, it is a little bit of everything. Now, are you, are you in the you're in the ranch and farm division at C21? So my role with the company is I'm, I'm the business manager. So okay. I, I primarily handle the finances and operations for our five offices between right. here and San Antonio. Um, so my role in this is sort of helping get yeah, it together. Right. Um, I don't. I do not practice real estate. You do not practice real estate. <laughs> probably a smart, you're probably in the smart business right now because there's like no houses available. There's nothing available. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Yeah. yeah shameless plug. Yeah. We're going to be doing hopefully an open, an ultimate open house event coming up next month. And oh. we were looking at the number of houses uh, that we have available to list. Yeah. And it was more than we thought. I can't give you an exact number because we haven't tied that down, but yeah. more than we um, had initially expected, you know, inventory is starting to open up a little bit as the weather gets better. Yeah. People start getting excited. So, yeah. Well, they're seeing the prices. They're like, ooh. Right. Ding, 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 ding. That's right. Yeah. Um, it's just crazy. You know, like I, I, I will peek at them every once in a while because mm-hmm. like, I'm just fascinated by it. And, you know, I'm, I'm not kidding. There are shacks here for $200,000. Yeah. You know, like you'd have to, you'd have to basically tear the house down and rebuild it. Uh-huh. Uh, and then there's some real gems out there too, but you know, three hundred, three hundred fifty thousand dollars. I, I want to do a pool. Maybe Mike can get into this with me as well. Uh, 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 kind of a pool on how fast uh, Lennar sells out of their uh, their houses. Ooh, yeah. I think it's in a week. You know, it's I think they're. Quick. I think they'll be sold out pretty quickly. It's going to be quick. Actually, we are putting together. We do a monthly e blast, and I'm hoping to get it out this afternoon um, about all the new developments coming to to the area. Yeah. I mean, you've got. The landing, of course, you know, mm. you've got um, uh, kept homes down at the Meridians, a 55 plus over, you yeah. know, community. There's a lot of new development coming into town, you know, Camp Verde, Loma Vista, up, up north of Harper, and a new one that I just saw come out this morning, wet, uh, the extension of the Weston. Yeah. Wet, yeah, over by Shriner. Right. So there's there's a lot of development coming, which yeah. is really exciting. Right. And that's uh, that one, and that extension is going to be custom built homes, I believe. But there are there are some opportunities out there yeah. uh, for, for folks to, are. Uh, to 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 get a house. It just you don't have to be. But you know what's interesting? I was I was in Miami last month now, uh, and that was the number one topic of conversation among all of the people who came there from for this conference across the country. Um, was that um, housing is the biggest issue in, in, in almost sure. every community that's out there? Yeah. Unless you live someplace like you know like Ohio or you know, someplace where they're losing some population maybe. Yeah. But even then, I mean, it's still, it's still pretty amazing what's, what's happening as well. Cause like uh, I was talking yesterday to um, Billy Bob Thornton and, and uh, their band, they've been asked to play in Montana three times this year because so many people have moved to Montana from mm-hmm. California and elsewhere that they, that they now have a following yeah. for their, their music in places they didn't think we had one before, but yeah. people have started to, to, to find their way out. And of course, like some of the most expensive real estate in the 
world right now is like in Montana and it's Wyoming Montana. and things like that. So places that like I'm not going to move there. It's too cold. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Allison, what do you got going on the rest of the day? Are we going to go to Starbucks? Have you been to Starbucks yet? Have you quit Starbucks because you're pregnant? I've just lowered my caffeine intake. <laughs> you know, I would make you coffee here. But you, we don't open till eight at Pine and Plow, so you know you'd have to go, you have to go, and you sit through that. I was watching yesterday on the lake. Uh, how many people would sit in that line mm-hmm. that wraps around the block? I don't do that. I I order on my phone. <laughs> oh, so you cut right? Yes, yes. You're like okay. I pre-order and and go in there and pick it up. But pick I do have up. a funny story about yeah, that yeah. since I have changed my caffeine intake. Um, every now and then I I used to get a coffee at lunchtime and I don't do that anymore. Um, but I'll get one that's decaf. And, um, when you pre-order on your phone, you just copy and paste your orders. Yeah. And, um, I was accidentally copy and pasting my decaf for like two (laughs) weeks. So you had no caffeine. (laughs) I had no caffeine. And I was like, no wonder I've been tired. Uh, You've been so tired. This is not this baby. I don't have any caffeine. (laughs) If you, if you over caffeinated the baby, you probably just jump out and say, woohoo, let's go. I can't drink my Vinci's like I used to. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's so funny. It's okay though. I mean, you know, we all have brand loyalties, you know, is that, is that your brand loyalty is, is, is Starbucks? It's right by my house. Yeah. I love doing local too. Yeah. You know, I frequent this place in, yeah. in packs and all, yeah. all different types of coffee yeah. places. But, but, but I mean, you know, there's something reliable about Starbucks and they don't really make coffee anymore. They just make dessert. That's basically what they make. And, and then you have to bring Lincoln with you and he's like, he's ready he gets to his pup cup. Pup cup. Yeah. <laughs> I love that video, by the way, uh, Becky, is it Becky Babb that did the video with the, with the, uh, with the rescue, the dog. rescue yes. people who had never had a puppy cup before. And yes. the look on his face is like, what <laughs> in the hell is this? Oh, wow. Someone's being nice to me, you know? And that dog was, that dog was happy when yeah. that, when he got that little, that little treat, you know? But the look on his face, though, was something else. That's so. a great video. Are you going to that wedding, by the way? Uh, no, we're actually doing a mini baby moon that weekend. So, oh, a baby moon. Yes. What is that? <laughs> it's See, some, an excuse to go on a vacation when you're pregnant. <laughs> this is this is this is something I learn something new every time that Allison Boucher comes on the show. <laughs> baby moon. Yeah, it's something that people do now. Um, basically, your last trip alone before you have a baby. All right. Yes. Um, yeah, we did that as a, as, as our honeymoon because <laughs> we were already pregnant with my daughter. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, yeah, we, yes. we, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we just got pregnant. So there you go. <laughs> uh, good. I'm glad everyone's uh, having a, having a, a, a big weekend. So, um, but I did but, donate in her honor for, cause she's donating. Okay. So Becky Bath will be on the show on Tuesday, by the way, she's ha- she's getting married, uh, next week. I think it is. Yes. And, um, but they don't want to have any wedding gifts. Because you know what, though? Because when you get a lot of wedding gifts, like, it's kind of cool, but it's really not. Because you're like, what, what am I going to do with this extra toaster? Or what am I going to do with this extra pot? You know? And there's things then you get, you're like, where did that come from? You don't even remember what it was, like, years right. later. So, um, you know, she wants to be donated to KPA, right? That's, yes. That's the plan. Yes. Have they been successful so far? I think she's had pretty good pretty good success yes yeah. yeah karen's been heavily promoting i know that there was a donor that came in the office last week and gave a two thousand dollar check um, oh, wow. towards that campaign i need to do that i need to i need to get a couple of donors give me a couple two thousand dollar checks <laughs> that'd be helpful so uh it'd be more probably more reliable than facebook but um yeah that's gonna be an exciting uh, event as well yeah and she's got a good story too and she's works in the recovery community 
She handles the more difficult dogs uh, for, for KPA. She is the dog whisperer for sure. Is she a dog whisperer? <laughs> yes. And, that... and of course, pit bulls are her favorite. Yeah. Um, she has a big heart for them. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of feel her on that though. I, I yeah. think the pit bulls uh, are, are, are the deal. So yes. I'd have one yeah. if, I, if I could. What do you, you got a dog, John? I do. I have two. Oh yeah? What do you got? A giant schnoodle. Do you really? Giant schnauzer poodle. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Flanagan. And um, a lot of Ricky Irish stuff here uh-huh. is our German wire hair. Oh, wow. Yeah, which, so do your research before you buy a dog. Yeah. Because German wire hairs need to be walked like on the hour. Oh, because are they nervous? Uh, or are they a little bit? They're yeah. just, I mean, they're bird dogs. They just yeah. want to run and play. And, yeah. and we have a yard, but it's not big enough. So, yeah. Lesson learned. Great dogs, but yeah. And, the, and then the schnauzer doodle. I uh-huh. mean, schna- giant schnauzers are cool to begin with. Yeah, he's right. That's he like looks Lincoln like a giant on, schnauzer That's with like curly Lincoln hair. with a big, cur- like your guy. You yes. Because how big is Lincoln? He's pretty healthy weight now. He's probably pushing 90 pounds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. uh, I see Dad it. gives him too many snacks. Yeah. <laughs> Here, have a little trim off the barbecue I just made, yes. uh, Lincoln. Uh-huh. <laughs> how big is your guy? Uh, so the, the schnauzers, he's 78, 80, something like that. And then right. the wire hairs, maybe 70. Yeah. 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 I went yeah. to the, uh, the dog show that was here, uh, at the Hill Country Youth Event Center last month. And it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to go and see all the dogs that were there. Although I have to admit, I like the idea of standard poodles, but they're kind of creepy looking, you know, because <laughs> they're all decked out and they look stupid half the time. Yeah. And I, I don't know why they I, – I want to see one with a mohawk. That's what I want to see. Because you could do it, but they never have them. They never take the chance, you know. We can do that with Lincoln next time we take him to Bark Avenue. Is it give, him a, <laughs> give, him, give him a mohawk? Give him a mohawk, yeah. You have a poodle? Yeah. Standard. Uh, he's a yeah. golden doodle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great dogs. Yeah. But he's, yeah. he's at least three-quarter poodle. Yeah. 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 He, he's a handsome guy. Yes. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, him and Bodacious. Bodacious is uh, Lucy Wilkie's dog. Yes. Uh, he may come on the show. Mike, you got dogs? Uh, one a little miniature schnauzer. A miniature oh, schnauzer. He almost had to bring it this morning. Oh, yeah? Oh. He's got a three-year-old and a little dog. A little dog. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Uh, busy times. You have a three-year-old? Oh, wow. <laughs> almost four. Almost four. Yeah. Boy. She's adorable. I bet, Yeah. <laughs> I think that being a parent, though, I, I, I think I'd be a much better parent at, 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 at approaching 50 than I was at 25, 26. You know, you just, you're a little more patient. You're a little bit more, you're a little bit more, you're a little more battle tested, I think. So, and I think you enjoy, you know, you enjoy, like when my grandsons are with me who are four and, or five and seven, I'm like, I love them. Of course, I also get, get to give them back as well. So I don't have to <laughs> clean them up. Uh, when, yesterday, we were, after school, we went to a few stores and, had one of the cashiers tell her, oh, are you having fun with Grandpa? And said, He's too old to be your dad, right? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh man. No. <laughs> so that, that's the first one. That's the first one. That's the first time. I but see, like, that's a street cred thing, though, too, you know? <laughs> That's a that's that's like one of those bra- that's like those like walking things, you know? Like, hey, yeah, I got a four year old. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, so, yeah. Anyway, it's it's that's good. I like that. I like that. Uh, and the dog and the three year old, four year old. So, f- three and four is so much fun though. It is so much fun because, well, and three can be as challenging as two. Everyone says two year olds are, are tough, but man, three and four. I mean, it, it's just a fun age. So, Allison, you have a lot to look forward to. You have a lot We're to excited. look forward to. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us here uh, on the lead live. Uh, Mike, Mike did it. Mike made it. 
He survived. Um, I, I got to get that story in there, though. That's a good story about the safety award. Do we, is there a press release on that? or is there? We have a photo coming. Um, our director of operations was at a conference this week with okay. some staff, and we'll have a photo sometime probably today that we'll send out. Okay. I uh, will get that into the lead. Uh, by the way, things to do. Heavens declare our exhibition at the Museum of Western Art. That starts today. Um, we're going to try to get Phil Bob Borman on the show next week, uh, who is one of the painters. That, he's from Fredericksburg, and he's just great. Um, and also, we have college baseball. We have the farmer's market today at 4 o'clock. First Friday wine share. Time? Uh, six, 6 to 7.30. Okay. <laughs> Come out for live music. A fun way to meet new or different wines, people, and places of business. Uh, right. Please bring no more than one bottle of wine for every two people. There you go. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to bring? What kind of wine are you going to bring? Oh, goodness. Okay. Probably a Rhone. Either, either a Rhone or... I may go Barolo if I can get my hands on one between now and six o'clock. Well, you know, at least in Kerrville, though, you can get wine. Oh yeah, you know, so. grape and grain has a really great selection. Yeah, Specs. you got you got some got some great places yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, live music tonight uh, over at La Escondida. Live music by Jim Turner tonight uh, at the Cafe at the Ridge. Live music here at Pintonville by Rain Thornson. Live music by Max and Heather Stalling over at Southern Sky Music Cafe. Uh, live music by Mark Odom at Pier 27. Live music by Jesse Stratton at the Hunt Store. You have the great trumpet playing at your uh, event tonight. And then live music at Arcadia Live tonight at 8.30 with the old 97s. Mm-hmm. Live music at Joanne Marie and uh, Joan- Joanne Marie and me, Wine Bistro and Ingram at uh, 6 o'clock. It's Bill Mako and Friends. And if you want to look at the Star Star Party tonight at Shriner University at 8.30. And then they played a rigged game over at the Hill Country Arts Foundation in Ingram. <laughs> Good grief. That's all today. That's, all, the, get to all, that's all today. That's all today, tonight. So uh, enjoy your weekend, everybody. Thanks for being here. We'll see you guys Thank again you so much. Uh, Thank you. next week. Thanks, everybody.